There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Maybe we should start taking bets on when Ski Mask leaves. She might have a shorter day than we expect. Uh, she got to go cash that check. Yeah, that's, that's right. It is payday. Ski Mask showed up at 6.05. I'm starting not to like her now because she's cost me money. Now tell yeah. me about yeah. it. Well, think, now think about how uh, Hubbard Broadcasting feels. <laughs> Costing her a fortune. Uh, yeah, speaking of, well, this is a big U-Fest weekend, so all the wake-up songs are going to be about that, and we'll get to that in a second. But we got a lot going on this weekend. Deftones tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you got U-Fest on Sunday, Suns tonight and Sunday. Uh, and the Suns tonight, are it's going to be interesting. I, I don't know if you guys watched this any of that. This is a big game. It's a huge game. This is the one that uh, that shows you know the heart and soul of a team that's that's great or not. Uh, because you you know losing your best player, losing your leading scorer, that's big. They're a deep bench. This is what they were built for. So, the whole city. I, I was listening to some sports radio yesterday. Oh my god! Everybody has just leapt off the bandwagon. And uh, Vince Murata, who I like quite a bit, uh, brought up and quite correctly. You don't remember when Chris Paul was hurt last year and the Lakers yeah. were up two one. Lakers were up two one on the Suns last year, and Chris Paul was hurt. And everybody thought, this is it. And campaign played great, and everybody stepped up and weathered the storm. We'll see. Uh, tonight. I we'll- remember when um, Chris Paul came back, and I thought, man, I, I, you know, being out there is a huge statement, but yeah. I think you could tell it's different. He was struggling, yeah, and he, it he, almost felt like at times it, it hurt more than yeah. anything. He never turned the ball over, and in that Clippers series, he was having trouble holding it. You know, he would lose it just And you didn't for realize no how bad the injury yeah, he was. He was dribbling, and the ball would just leave his yep. hand. I don't think he could. I think he was numbed up. He couldn't feel his hand. Um, you know, they end up in the finals last year. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but boy, oh boy, it's 1 1. Everybody this needs is to what calm the, down. Design, I mean, this is where it comes down to the playoffs to see what your team's right. all about. And they, like you said, they fill the bill. Now, I will say bills. this Suns fans are right in thinking they can't win a championship without him. If Devin Booker and the news came back yesterday that Devin Booker's more likely 20 days out, which bleeds into second series if they're if they get past this Pelicans team. And the Pelicans are an eight seed and everything. Everybody's like, oh, they should. their record's not very good. They're better than you think because they started off 1-13 and 
from there just went on a tear and then got C.J. McCollum and got better. So if they had the team they have currently right now the entire year, they'd have been a four or five seed. They're a good team. So you're playing a good team. It's nothing to dismiss just because the record stinks and everything, but they're not consistent. And I can't imagine them having a shooting night like they had the other night multiple times in this series, maybe a quarter or two, something like that. But everybody on the Suns bandwagon has got to remember you're fresh on the bandwagon. This is part of it. I'm with you, but I, I've been a Suns fan for years. When Sarver took over, I quit him. But now, I'm doing it with the Cubs right now. I quit the Cubs. Yeah, I noticed that. And that's that. painful for me. That's my life. That's my childhood. That's everything. But at a certain point, when uh, the team dismisses the fans, we as fans have to occasionally say, you know what? This isn't good times, bad times, riding waves. This is you taking a huge on us. And Sarver did that to this team. He took a massive dump on this city with this team and all it had built and all the allure and, and shine that was on that thing and crapped on it and then tried to bring it back by getting out of the way. And he's done a good job of that. He let the people who know what to do run it, and it's been fun. So I hopped back on with what you know was left of my son's thing, seeing a new culture. Um, it's okay that they sometimes lose. We're a little spoiled in a year, don't you think? I mean, they were terrible well, two years ago. Well, this was definitely built up. The, you got to do it this year, I'll sure. It's been a year. Yeah. I mean, literally one but, year. come on. I understand. But you have to realize, you have everybody's jumped back on, me included, uh, has had no downtime. We're not used to losses because in a year and a half, this team's not shown you many. Think back a couple of years prior to a team that was horrible. And, and live and die with the real waves. Like, you're going to have some losses. We're spoiled rotten already in a year without sitting back and having some logic going, all right, you might drop a couple. That Pelicans team is a little bit better than you thought. Devin Booker being out is definitely something. This game will tell a lot. This game, you know what I'm looking for tonight? Not so much the Devin Booker thing. Are they gassed? I think, that, are they running out of gas? The end of the season was a little bit shaky. They had a huge spike in March beating the hell out of everybody, and then kind of drifted down into this team that can't rebound. They're not getting back. In tra- it, 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 that wasn't new. What you saw the other night wasn't new. They haven't been getting back as fast. They're not playing as aggressively. Are they gassed? They played until almost August last year. Yeah. Are they gassed? And that could and happen. everything uh, being in the finals. Yeah. Most of the teams, uh, you look on other sports, if they're in the championship it's series. It's tough to do it two years in a row, especially when the year was extended by a month and a half and you only had a month off. And you ran a 64-win season at people. That's, that's a high-octane run. So tonight I'm like- looking to see, is Chris Paul gassed? Is, is the rest of the team starting to like show signs of like fatigue? That's what I'm more because this is the one that should step up. I know one person that's not gassed, and this is his time to dominate. And- yeah, well, that dude hasn't exerted all the energy he's got, or and if he has, it's time to go. Time, right. to, time to dig in. This is him. This is his night. This is the night where we're like, hey, look, you're that. You're the two now. Yep. You're the second most important guy on the floor at all times. You have got to play great basketball starting now. Every game, not intermittently, because that makes you a role player. Hey, DeAndre had 25 and 12. That's great. And then the next night you're 13 and 8. You have got to be consistently involved in it, and that'll be the key. If he's not showing up and it's all the Chris Paul show, the Suns don't win tonight unless Jay Crowder scores 25 and he's not doing that every night and Mikel Bridges scores 25 and Cam Johnson scores 25. It's not happening every night. You have to have consistency. From- but if they're taking shots and oh, you can great. get to the 50% level. Look. Of you know shooting percentage, yeah, but that's great uh, so long as the rebounds are even. 
Because if you're at fifty percent and they're at thirty eight and they're out rebounding you thirty in trouble, then you're in big trouble because the the shooting percentage can be misleading. If a team is getting all their own rebounds, they can shoot thirty eight percent and still get points because they're one for three every trip down because they're getting three attempts at it. That, that can be misleading. So you're kind of putting this on Aiton. It's all I mean, on Aiton. This this game and without Booker, this whole thing is on Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiton. The other guys will have pops. You'll see. Hey, Cam Johnson really stepped up. He did great. He's not going to do it every night. He and Aiton and Paul have got to do it every night. Have to, or they're not going to win anything. But it's everybody jumping off the bandwagon is crazy. Yeah, you get help, but that's the yep. point. You don't know from who. Right. You have to know Aiton and Paul are going to perform. That has to be a mainstay. Everybody else can have pops, spikes, little moments. And if they do it consistently, like this pool guy up in Golden State who's just killing it right now, he's great, that's going to make them dangerous because it's like, wow, he's a third option and he's playing as consistent as ever. Even Milwaukee's having a Well, Milwaukee's gassed. They were gassed all year. But they still have one key element that when he wants to turn it on, it's his game. We got that with Chris Paul, but not down low. Suns tonight in Nolens. Uh, K. Ray, the announcer for the Suns, uh, Al McCoy Jr. as I like Dick to call him. Uh, Dick Ray, he's out there. He, they made him go early, so he was there yesterday uh, walking the streets in Nolens and sent me a picture. He said, there's music going every, every street corner and sent me a picture of a band called Bag of Donuts. And bag I, I of like, donuts. You got his attention. I like that. You so got his attention. Bag of donuts. Yeah. Bring, he better bring bring me back a shirt. <laughs> I, I told him first off. I'm like, look, and then he fired back. He goes, trust me, Pop Pop's getting merch. And I'm like, beautiful. You heard Pop Pop. Uh, but uh, they have a 14 year old boy. It's so Zydeco, uh, swamp people. And bag of donuts is up there playing. And there's a 14 year old boy in red leather pants and no shirt. Just doing hillbilly dance, like deliverance dance. He's like Cajun Mike Reno from <laughs> Loverboy. Yes. Yes. Only if Mike Reno had AIDS <laughs> and like it was the last days of AIDS. It wasn't like I just got AIDS. It was the, wow, the treatments aren't working. We've got nothing left for you, AIDS. Like you got a week left with AIDS. That's what Zydeco uh, teenager looked like. And then these red leather pants. And he goes, you got to, next time you have sodomizing Linda on stage, we're sodomizing donuts, and your lead singer is Pop Pop in these red pants. <laughs> Google like, them, Brett. That is cool. Bag of donuts, if they've got a page or not. But Kevin was dying, and uh, so he's out there right now. He said, New Orleans is on fire for this basketball team. I'm like, yeah, it's true of everybody. It's great. So they'll be, they'll be amped up. They'll be interesting. And the only bad thing about U-Fest is that the Suns game is at 530 on Sunday, too. So Is that Bag of Donuts? What? Bag of donuts. That, what in the world? That's kind of kiss. Oh my any god! They're not. There's a thousand <laughs> That's people. A different in this bag. Video. It's like there's red pants. It's like Earth, wind, and fire up there. <laughs> they're all. That was the Sergeant Pepper guy. Hang kiss. On, I can find a. Oh, here's a video. Here we go. Tool. I don't know what we're looking at, but yeah, the, maybe that guy was dressed as Maynard. Maybe they dress as other bands. He's like Cajun David Lee Roth. Dude, this is bag of donuts, huh? I've got yeah. you turned up. There we go. Here comes bag of donuts at the. <laughs> Oh, oh, a little doobie, bro. Cowbell. We lost time there. We lost time, gang. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Where's the guy in red leather? I think it's probably the singer there. I don't know. Thank you all. Good night. Thank you for your $15. Take care. <laughs> <laughs> I like bag of donuts. I got, went back a little bit. So oh, okay, you got the old. We're going to rock the 
They're Asian doobies. They're a mess. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to do? So that could be fun. And then the other thing that I'm upset about right now, because I can't have this. Uh, this guy says, you're a jackass because you said Murray needs time, but not Aiton. I hate Murray. I would rather give Aiton money over Murray. Football's different. Football's completely different. You have a timeline in football that if you don't make that window, it's bad. Aiton has shown me what he is. Murray, I think, has to have all the people around him be better. I think there's something going on with him. That offensive line, it makes him horrible. I'm right. I'm, or I, I don't know. I'm right. I'm going to stand by what I say with Kyler Murray and that he's got one more year. I'm still not paying Murray. I'm not paying Murray at all. They got him for two, right? Right. But okay. if that team was – if it was because of Kyler Murray that they weren't winning playoff games, uh, I would say then you're right. But it isn't. That whole team, the defense sucked. They, they had a terrible game against – everybody wants to put it on Kyler because quarterbacks get the heat – Rightfully so, but Kyler is not. It's too hard to find a replacement for Kyler Murray. DeAndre Ayton can get replaced tonight by McGee and Bismarck Biombo, and I wouldn't be worried. Like if DeAndre pulled his hamstring, I'd be like, oh, that sucks, but we're fine. Kyler Murray goes out with a pulled hamstring. You run a season with Colt McCoy. Try to replace Kyler Murray. It's going to be a thousand times tougher than it would be DeAndre Ayton. So William Santillan, you're a jackass to uh, steal a quote from you to me. Uh, the other thing I'm upset about, speaking of Murray's, Bill Murray. Oh, man. What Legend. Uh, they, they halted production on his new movie because there's allegations of his behavior being poor. And then the New York Post ran oh, a bunch of him. his previous allegations. Lucy Lou's all over him from Charlie's the Angels. G. The reason he wasn't allowed to be in the other Charlie's Angels and they replaced him with, uh, uh, who was that? It wasn't... Uh, was it Bernie Mac? Yes. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, it was Bernie yeah, Mac. Be, yeah. yeah, Bernie Mac replaced him. Um, That's right. And everybody's like, where's Bill Murray? How does how come Bosley went from Bill Murray to Bernie Mac? And they're like, because everybody on the set hated Bill Murray. He makes he made tons of jokes about Lucy Liu being Asian. And I know, Brett. Brett loves it. <laughs> but Drew Barrymore kind of, you know, in a way said, look, he's a comedian. And he comes in goofing firing, off. Yeah. And it just wasn't the day to do but it. again. We've had this issue. Yeah. You have to establish a friendship before you start crapping on everybody. But then McGee said he threw an ashtray at him. They got into a yeah, – and, he, and Bill Murray was asked in an interview after that. He's like, that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> the guy's I crazy. I don't know. There's so much smoke Angelica around. Angelica Houston. Yeah, everybody said he's horrible. She wasn't invited to a dinner. I know, but she, because then, but, he was mean to her he, during the film. Right, but then There's they make up and – he shows up to her husband's funeral. Sure. Well, he's like, "It's all good now." I don't know if that's all good. That's you, you according know, if to somebody. If somebody says, "Oh, you, you know, you're not allowed at my funeral," that something horrible's happened. For the most part, she had bigger fish to fry when her husband died than to worry about whether a relationship with Bill Murray. He and good. Chevy so, Chase. Yeah, Chevy Chase is a horrible person too, and those two fought. And I, I, I love Bill Murray. I think Bill Murray just on just himself is phenomenal. I like everything he does, and he. But I, I do know two stories where he's just flat out taken advantage of being Bill Murray, and he's stolen from like he took golf shoes from a charity event. Really? Uh, oh yeah, he found all of his size and just walked out with boxes of them. And our own Dana Bodine, <laughs> yeah, was like, "Hey, one for everybody." And he looks and he goes, "I didn't get my pair, and we were evidently we both were size 13s. And Bill Murray's like, "Oh, okay, here you go." And he's like divvying them out like they were his. He just took them all, oh, and it's because he's like, "I can." Like he wanders through life going, I'm Bill Murray. That hey, whole documentary yeah. 
about him just wandering into stuff because he's Bill Murray is real. Yeah. And he takes full advantage of it. But he evidently is tough to work with. And it's starting to get in this sensitive age to where somebody made a complaint. The complaint is not known, whether he was verbally abusive, whether he did something sexually weird. Uh, it's Aziz Ansari's movie. Seth Rogen's in it. Yeah. So all these people that have kind of walked the line of like, whoops, we goofed once, we'll never do that again, are in this. And now Bill Murray is in it. And I don't want national treasures to get ruined. This better be big. If Bill Murray is now going to be somebody that we have to dismiss, you know, Bill Cosby style, like, all right, I get it. But if it's just that you don't like him or he's kind of mean to you, he's like almost 80. He's going to say some things that might be from a different time you as mean far as jokes. there's egos on the movie set? Right. Yeah, and that ego might delicately tap into your fragile eggshell. His trailer's bigger than mine. Yeah. Lucy Liu was the one that had the most to beef about because she said he used to make fun of her being Asian all the time. And I think he thought it was funny, and she did not. And he didn't read the room, and he didn't care. He's Bill Murray. He's never read the room. He reads the room to say, everybody loves me. And he makes jokes like that. But Bill Murray can't go down. Otherwise, all of our... And again, my, my old podcast that I never did that wanted to, All Your Heroes Are Assholes, I have to now reassess my thinking that Bill Murray's just this guy I want to hang out with. He might be a horrible human being. And it's all starting to come out that he's a bit difficult and everything else, which isn't surprising. But also, you want everybody to just lighten up. He's a comedian. If he's not physically assaulting you, raping you, saying horrible ser- – like Chevy Chase being racist on the set of Community – was evidently like Joel McHale's like, he's just awful. He's just an awful man. Donald Glover said he called him racist names constantly. And he said, we weren't friends. He goes, I didn't get it. I didn't know why he's doing it. And that you got to dance around that a little better than just I'm Chevy Chase, so I'm allowed. Um, now, hopefully Bill Murray doesn't go down. I mean, who's next? They've already taken Jerry Lewis's dead body and made it a sexual assault machine. Uh, they're trying to do that to little Gary Coleman. Did, did Lucy Lou start all this, or is this – she's? Pretty much because the, what has she done lately? Most well-known one. Yes, well, it doesn't know. really. I mean, I don't know. Is she trying to grasp onto something? No, that's, evidently that was it was well-known when they did Charlie's. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, she. But now it's just now she's bringing it out. Or? Well, no, it's, no, she brought it out, and now it's coming out again because evidently with Bill Murray's with the production getting shut down, they're like, we go back to when Lucy Liu told us about this. Mm. So it's basically like I said, like, the, the, yeah, the New York Post to the timeline. Yeah, they're breaking the down all the people who have complained. The, she's mm. probably been. The loudest, I'd guess. I don't want Bill Murray to be an awful person. No. We can't take that down, Kevin. That's that awful. The, the other awful... thing is, he wasn't. You know, the traditional. A lot of times, he didn't follow the what you're supposed to do in Hollywood. Like to get a hold of him to do a movie. The guy for years had a phone, and you had to leave a message. Yeah, which is not true of everything, though. Well, no, but he didn't have an agent. You called him oh, directly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No agents and stuff. But it wasn't, you know, and that was more just the Hollywood lure. Of, I don't think that's yeah. a bad behavior. That's just a guy who didn't want to pay somebody 15%. And that was early on, too, because right. a lot of that was coming out of the, the whole Caddyshack thing. Like, he's yeah. not sure if he's going to show up or not. Jay Leno doesn't have an agent. Uh, yeah, and there there are those moments where, like, well, Bill will show up when he wants. And, and they so showed up and they, you know. Didn't know his lines. About they were going to improv magic. it. And, yeah, he just made stuff up. But it was the greatest movie character in comedy history up to that point carl speckler shows up and you're like oh my god caddy show anyway i just don't want that to be the case because it is we've we've stripped down so much of our history with like what the person really is and that's the internet and information and social media is like we really don't want to know these people i don't want to know 
the true goings on behind the scenes. Don't tear that fourth wall down for everyone. I don't want to find out that everyone I've ever liked is a dick. That's called sports heroes. Yeah. They're all assholes. There's like very few of them that are people you'd want to truly hang out with. Somebody's telling me that too. Man, that JJ Watt. What a great guy. I'm like, yeah, the perception is he's great. He might actually be. I've been burned so many times by sports heroes who are great in the community and, and go on TV and hand money out. And I'm like, I'm always skeptical of the guy who called the news to say we're giving money to charity. That to me is like for him. If there was the thing you found out, like Bismarck Biombo didn't tell anybody that he gave his entire season Sally. check. To his village or wherever. I don't know, back in Uganda. He's giving it back to some thing. He's like, they're getting the money. I'm not getting paid. And that was quiet until the Suns organization said something. He's like, I don't really care to be a big deal. Like, I don't want it to be something I'm followed around for, which is great. Those are those moments where, like, that's truly great. Like, I don't want attention for it. That's real charity. Um, so sports heroes are always – I'm always skeptical. Like, look at J.J. Watt giving back to the community. What an amazing man. He called the media and did it. I – Trust that you did the right thing, but, you know, that's just me. I would have probably tried to do that under the radar. You don't necessarily announce that J.J. Watt gave a, a billion dollars to something. It's good for you. Great. I'm glad you did it. But why do we have to know? Other, I mean, why do we have to know? I don't know if some guy who lives on Camelback Mountain's given giving a billion dollars to something all the time. He might be the greatest human being alive. You're right, though. I, I hope it isn't, um, you know, he's right on the bubble of, it's the age where it's oh, it's it's just right. Bill, we are, Bill he is at that age like, now. Where it's but like, you're showing up to the things that uh, you know a woke set, and he does not have the cachet with the younger people that he has with people over forty. Yep, people under thirty five are like Bill who. I think I seen him in that Ghostbusters. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. yeah. He showed, like he was the old man from the new Ghostbusters yeah. that wasn't very good. He's done nothing for a generation of people that like just know of Bill Murray. Like, they're not watching Stripes and thinking that's hilarious. They don't go back Although to the original is. ghost, but it is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Meatballs doesn't re- resonate with oh. any single human being under the age of 35. So Bill Murray now saying things that are Bill Murray-ish, it, it, he might be done. But in front of Seth Rogen, who idolizes him and all these other guys, you'd hope that they'd be like, ah, he's fine, but maybe he did something terrible. And that's where you're like, ah, not Bill Murray. I'm tired of all the stars of the past, you know, Fallen into the muck. But, again, it was the 70s and 80s when everybody was behaving horribly and rewarded greatly. Yeah. And I don't, know if, I don't know if you can turn that off. I don't know if you can walk through life going, I do cocaine, I have sex with anybody I want, whether they want to or not, and everybody seems okay with that. I can sexually harass people. Jokes are never-ending and limitless. The base of Hollywood. Yeah. It, the casting couch, all that stuff, everything that goes on with it, and now you're asking that person at age 70-something to not be the person we loved for so many years. The thing that got you all the attention for so many years is now taboo. Now, go be yourself. And so Bill Murray just like thinking, this is what people expect of me. I joke around all the time. I make little – and somebody goes, hey, that's off, that's off target, man. Like, wait a minute. That's why you hired me. I'm not allowed to be Bill Murray anymore? It's like, No. So I don't know what he did, but it's... I wish it's, Don Rickles was still alive. Oh, and Rickles was smart enough to be mean back in the day and have everybody go, oh, come on, it's just Rickles. Bill Murray did serious roles and, like, was... Not, it's His beloved Bill Murray is only for half of the people participating now. Your time is over, maybe, and it's scary. It's, a, it's, a, it's frightening. Because I love Bill Murray, and I'd hate oh, yeah. to have him come out that he was 
throwing his fingers up some girl's butt because she, and she's screaming, I don't want this. And he's like, come on, I'm Bill Murray. I would hate that to be the case. I remember Norm MacDonald hearing stories about – he's dead now so we can talk about it. Hearing stories about <laughs> Norm. Uh, and I idolized Norm MacDonald. I found his delivery and his cadence to be the most fascinating comedy ever. And he was so smart. And Norm was evidently kind of uh, socially strange with ladies. And there was a girl that told a story about Norm asking her to come over and smoke weed with him and then just asked if he could lay on top of her. And then he said, I don't want to do anything but touch foreheads. And they just <laughs> connect. And I'm like, what? And she goes, it was so weird. He got weird. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me that. Tell me Norm was a god in bed. Tell me Norm was just amazing and you couldn't wait to. Hey, hey. She goes, I couldn't wait to leave. And I'm like, no, you're a, you're a girl that Norm wanted to sleep with and you didn't want to be there. And, I, and she was like, and I loved him. And just getting to know the real Norm made her feel weird. And he wasn't doing anything strange, you know, like to her. In fact, she was disappointed at how it wasn't going the normal route. I think if he'd have just been a dude, she'd have boned him. But he wanted to touch foreheads and then lay butt to butt. I'm like, stop telling me stories about my idol. He was it yoga? Butts. Huh? <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Hey, you know what I really like doing there is uh, putting your butt up against my butt, you know? And then if you have a fart, it'll go into a crack and it comes around and goes into your <laughs> crack. And it's just like a, like a perpetual motion machine of fart. What if you did like 30 minutes of butt jokes when they yeah. were butt to butt and then the forehead one? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Story. yeah, it's like a mind meld. You know? <laughs> anyway, I would put my penis in you, but that's so traditional. But yeah, I, it was just off-putting to have real Norm MacDonald moments. It's just, I don't like it. And hanging out with Lovitz every once in a while when, I was, when he was here, I was like, he's great. He's better as not John Lovitz than John Lovitz. But he's awkward as hell, too, and it's endearing. You feel like, you know, taking care of him. His catalog, his memory of uh, it's his humor phone. is just, trust me, it's, it's got to be. It's his goddamn phone. He never puts it down, <laughs> and he shows videos to you all day. And it's funny, but it's like, all right, John, I get it. But, yeah, people came up to us, and I, the one lady that I just loved, and she came up to the table, and he, he, every person that walks towards him, he, I think he thinks it's Jack Ruby. He's scared to death, like everybody's going to shoot him. And he's sitting at the table at Hillstone, and a lady walks up and goes, yeah. And I'm like, uh, she goes, I have to just tell you, um, you look just like John Lovitz. And then you saw him click, because it wasn't an attack. Well, he's very handsome. And then he just goes right back. He didn't tell her it was. She goes, I just want to let you know that. Yes, I've heard. And then she leaves. And I'm like, you didn't even tell her. He goes, no, I did not. <laughs> and like, oh, that was weird. But it was funny. But he has trouble with those moments. Like socially, he bombs onto one close person. You don't want to know these people. It, it ruins it. <laughs> Most of the time. Sometimes it's exactly what you want. Huh? Who what? we got a good comedian coming in today. Who is it? Is it Daryl Hammond? Is oh, Hammond's coming, in? coming no. in. Oh, Hammond and I, i got to sort that out, too. i got to get yeah. ready. I forgot Daryl's coming in. Daryl pushed me once. I thought he was going to fight me. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> What'd you do? I evidently made Daryl upset. Oh. I'm a big Daryl Hammond fan. And uh, I wonder what the safe word is today. Well, Frank and I went to go see him because Caliendo and I were doing that podcast together, and Daryl does amazing impressions and some that... Just Daryl does, and I think there's some great ones. And he tells an amazing story. And uh, we showed up, and uh, I told him. He came out, and he goes, oh, hey, how are you? And I'm like, hey, Daryl, what's going on? 
I said, uh, I came here to see if you're, uh, to critique your impressions. And I said, and I brought a friend. He's coming upstairs now, Frank Caliendo. And I said, and he's going to see if you're any good too or something like that. And then he goes, what? And I said something to him and he pushed me. And he goes, why didn't you tell me this? And he stormed off and he threatened not to do the show because what? Frank and I were in the audience. <laughs> he was really upset. Was he serious? Yeah, because he, he thought I was like, we came here to critique your show. And he thought that was real. Because he knows I do impressions and, and he was actually he wanted really to fly you out super kind to me about the George Bush thing years ago. He wanted tapes and he's like, I love these things. And I'm like, oh, that's great. And then uh, the next time I saw him, everything was fine. And then he pushed me and then he wanted us out. He wanted Frank and I out of there. Damn. I still think he's great. I don't blame him. I mean, you guys are mad. I think he was upset. Hopefully, we're all okay now. I want to straighten it out. We'll straighten it out today. Guess we'll know around uh, We'll know if Daryl comes in and goes, oh, forget it. Spatula. And just leaves. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that's not true. I was really excited about that one, too. I'm like, Daryl, like, seems like he likes me. Like, he's, Yeah. I he's, mean, the stories, the yeah, times come he's in. A, he's an impressionist. Amazing. He does it. I did some back for him. He loved them. And off we went, and uh, woof. Oh, maybe we can have him stick around for the squares, too. Uh, no? no, no. no? <laughs> just, let's just let's leave well enough alone. Let's just we'll make up this. Maybe next time he's here. Unless it's going just real good. Yeah, we'll see. I don't want to get pushed again. Oh, the shoving match. Man. <laughs> I mean, I'd kill him. <laughs> he's fragile. <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's pretty tough. I just don't think he shows it too much. I don't, he takes a lot. He, he tells stories about he cut his legs open to do sketches. And yeah. Almost bled to death doing a sketch at Saturday Night Live because oh he was a God. cutter. Oh, his stories are amazing. They are. The Secret Service had to protect him for a while because the lunatic thought he was Bill Clinton. Oh, my God. Could yeah. only leave oh, the building, the NBC building. He's got some great stuff. Anyway. so Secret passage. Again, that podcast, if I wanted to put the effort in, phenomenal. All your heroes are assholes. It's so true. You're, you can only be disappointed when you idolize something because it's going to be human. It would take you and you'd end up being in a world of depression after that. So many. No, I think I'd like it. <laughs> it humanizes them to to levels where you're like, I don't want to know this. Like Bill Murray's a little disappointing. But if he does something terrible, reality is he's just a terrible person and we were wrong. Like Egon's a jerk. Who knew? Or he wasn't. Which that one was could he? Never Venkman. Be Venkman. He was Venkman. Yeah. That's right. Peter Venkman. Yeah. And there he was in the beginning of Ghostbusters sexually harassing some girl. So if it turns into that, it's going to be the exact same thing. Maybe he did a line from Ghostbusters. It is true. She is yeah. dickless. Yeah. 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 She has no dick. <laughs> Maybe. And he did it to a gender neutral person yeah. and people lose their all minds. Over. It's all over. Uh, so we'll see. But Bill Murray getting punched is not. I'm not looking forward to the news coming out on the, the details. I'm already struggling enough with Johnny Depp, and I never really liked that guy that much. I'm just fascinated by his hats. Who has that many hats with brims? Not, it's not 1940. You're not in deep south Mexico running a coffee bean plantation. Maybe I don't you know just got doing. done jamming, you know, all night long, drugged early. up. Could be. Slept in the hat. Well, the there, goes, there goes the argument that he was upset that his mom just died. I don't understand the hat. Yeah, because he is in that band with Alice Cooper. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Pours himself a nice red juice mm-hmm. in the morning. I want to sue him for defamation for having that band. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats this morning? All right. Wake Up Song brought to you guys by our buddies over there at Action Ride Shop. Make sure you stop by them. They're going to be hanging out with us at U-Fest this weekend. And uh, they're bringing the big tricycles out. It's kind of going to be like uh, the uh, Revenge of the Nerd scene. 
So have a few cocktails. They're going to be running some games over there. But uh, actionrideshop.com for all your bike, snow, and whatever else you want to do needs. Yeah. Anything that's and on the ground, they'll much. give you something to ride over. Yeah. Uh, this uh, Scott Haynes says, Bill Murray shows up uh, when he wants and leaves when he wants. Hey, you should hire him for 93.3's next morning show. <laughs> there that's you go. a good point. She's got Perfect. the Bill Murray hour. It says, Brady, tonight I would suggest doing Norm McDonald's 96, butt to butt. <laughs> He was 96 in Gorilla. But unless we've got Tool, Deftones, we just did that yesterday. COC, Typo, Pantera, highly suspect. But uh, we haven't done any Pennywise for you fast right. yet, so let's go with Brohim. Brohim's a great one. All right, Pennywise it is. More Concert Psyching Rock for Sunday. We'll have tickets to give you later this morning. U-Fest uh, happening Sunday over at Akchin. Tickets available at 98kupd.com. Uh, and you can go down there and have a great time, hang out. And uh, the one thing that we're debating now is how we show the winner for Doug Hopkins' $5,000 guarantee that we're giving away right there at the show. And they, everybody keeps saying, like, let's do it on stage and have the five final. I'm like, why would we tell everyone in the place that $5,000 was available and here are the people that have it and you guys can't? Isn't that disappointing to go to a thing and see somebody winning five grand and not you? It's like having one slot machine. Oh, yeah. And nobody can play. But here's a guy who did, and they're supposed to be excited for it. Well, we do it at Easter Keg every year. But at least all of them have a chance. Everybody in the audience is a loser, guaranteed. It's just 98. They're not even participating. We didn't ask just people in the Doug Hopkins contest to show up. Like, everybody show up and watch this guy win money. And then you got some dude with five grand in his pocket wandering around. He's going to get rolled in the parking lot. By me, I might take it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, let's do some Pennywise. And during Pennywise, it might happen. It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.